Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. Tonight, our guest is Ben Wally with the Northeastern Group. Ben, how you doing? I'm great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing really well. Well, thanks for joining me, Ben. You and I have known each other for a long time. We're going to talk about some of that. But currently, your world, as I mentioned, is real estate. How's the market doing these days? Market is an interesting one right now. Normally, we'd have about twelve to 1,600 homes on the market in Allen County at any price point. And uh, in 2019, we saw that the inventory started to drop, and there was about 600 homes. And people were talking about the housing shortage. And then when COVID hit, then it became even worse. Now we're down to just over 200 homes for sale in all of Allen County. And so that's created a lot, a very different market. And coupling the interest rates, having them very low, means that that will help the supply, the pricing issue that that lack of supply causes to be uh, affordable with low interest rates. So really is an escalating market. So so what's driving that? We're, we're gonna get into a lot of detail as we go, but I'm just kind of curious. It seems like this has been going on for a while and you know things can only go up so much, but what's driving that? Why is the inventory so low and, and why does it seem like Fort Wayne's real estate market is really in this unique place? Well, Allen County keeps adding residents because of the success of Fort Wayne. And so people are coming in from Seattle, Chicago, New York, Boston, Rhode Island. They come to Fort Wayne. They sell their homes there for seven or $800,000, and they buy a home here for yeah. three hundred, four hundred, And that makes money sense to them. Uh, their new life is here. There's amenities here. Yeah. So that is part of the increase in the demand. Uh, Greater Fort Wayne put out a statistic the other day that said we were 15,000 units behind. So when you see the Randall Lofts fill up immediately, when you yeah. see the landing fill up immediately, that's just evidence of that. You know, the Electric Works project, they're going to have a lot of housing that they're doing. Yep. You know, do it Best Corp, Anchor Tenant, yep. uh, needed some extra space. So Electric Works had to uh, change gears a little bit and add additional uh, living spaces okay. there as part of their development in reaction to that. So do you see any end to this in the foreseeable future? Obviously, I'm not asking you to predict the future too much, <laughs> but but what's on the horizon? What do things look like longer term? So the we the housing shortage is going to continue because you know what happened when we were at 600 homes in the market that neighbors would see that their neighbor put up their house for $50,000 more just as a rough example. Well, they didn't sell their house waiting to see what the if the neighbor got the extra 50,000 or not. And so I think that started to ask uh-huh. cause that and then COVID, people didn't want anyone in their homes. Sure. And even though we show homes virtually, if the buyer sees it virtually and then they come see it in person, it's just two different Oh, things, sure. You're not right? going to make that big of an investment just by seeing it online, I'm sure. Yeah. A, a few do, yeah. but not many. Sure. Not many. Sure. So uh, I think that COVID, we have to get over the over the hump, if yeah. you will, sure. of COVID. And the vaccine has to be working. Sure. And then people start to feel comfortable and then start to put their homes up for sale. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, obviously, your expertise is real estate. We're going to get into more of that. But we're going to start at the beginning. As you know, Ben, on this show, we talk about the career path of our guests. We talk about the organizations they work for and some of the projects that they're working on. And your career path is really an interesting one, because while you're in real estate today, you and I actually met when you were doing something very different. So what I'd like you to tell our listeners about is... 
what you've done career-wise and how you ended up in a very different place than, w- than where you started. And let's maybe begin with where you grew up and where that took you as far as your education goes. Sure. I grew up east of Fort Wayne. So my grand, my grandpa had a farm. In fact, he's still with us. He's 93 years oh, old. Wow. Okay. Uh, grandma passed away a little over a year ago. But grandpa still lives alone, still has the 80-acre farm. Oh, wow. And grandma and grandpa had three kids, and they gave each kid an acre of ground on the edge of the farm. Oh, wow. Okay. So when we were kids, we grew up going back the lane to grandma and grandpa's. There was a woods. There's a pond. Yeah. And, you know, that was a, a great way to experience just life mm-hmm. as a kid. So is this like Grable area? Is it uh, Harlan uh, area? Outside of New... It's New Haven address. Got it. But east of New Haven. Okay. So in between New Haven and Woodburn. Got it. All right. Okay. So I grew up there. Yeah. Uh, when I was, I don't know, 17 or 18, you know, I, I finally went to school. My parents homeschooled us. Okay. Since I was might have been first or second grade. All right. And uh, we so we grew up, you know, doing chores and mm-hmm. working on the farm, you know, right. helping out, if you will. Sure. And, and homeschooled. So yeah. My dad started a printing business. He was an educator and mm-hmm. decided to start a printing business. And so all of us kids worked in the printing business. Yep. And I worked with dad for about 10 years. Okay. And was always interested in computers. Yep. So when I was 12, I think I had an Apple IIe. Yep. So yes, I'm from the dark ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I decided to become a computer programmer. Okay. All right. I was like, I'm done with printing. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just, I want to, I, I love computers. So I, I got an associate's degree in computer programming. Okay. And at that time, Kmart shut their data processing center down. So I could either get a job working at half pay <laughs> or I could keep in printing. Yeah. And I said, boy, I think I'm going to keep my day job. So not so much done with printing as you thought you might have been. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I wasn't. So then I I decided to go back to school, so I went to St. Francis and got my bachelor's degree in business administration. Okay. And that kind of opened up the world to me, uh, more of a business mindset. Sure. So not computers, not really printing, but more business. Got it. And then from there, I went and I started my own freelance company mm-hmm. just to do artwork. Sure. And marketing and help other people do marketing on a small scale. Yep. And went back to school and received my MBA from Indiana Wesleyan. Okay. And so from there, I moved to Houston, Texas for All four right. years. Okay. Our, our Donnelly picked me up, the world's largest printing company. Okay. And then they shut that down in a year and a half because the dot-commers went out of business. Mm-hmm. But it gave me a lot of experience on documents with mergers and acquisitions and those types of things because right. it was financial printing. So how long were you in Houston? Four years. Okay. What did you think of that part of the world? I, I was just there, and it's very different than, than Fort Wayne. But what was your impression of it? I mean, it is definitely a concrete jungle, yeah. and it has all the... Fancy restaurants and things to do. Also, the traffic jams yeah. and the crime. Yeah. And it just has a lot of everything. That's a pretty big leap from middle of New Haven and Woodburn to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, huge. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I learned there, though, was that I learned that I really enjoyed sailing. So friends of uh, ours, okay. they had a little sailboat. And yeah. we would get on the sailboat and we would sail out into the intercoaster waterways mm-hmm. off of, out of Galveston yeah. Bay. Yeah. Galveston or Kima, I don't remember which now. Uh, and they dropped the anchor and we'd play, they loved to play Mexican trained dominoes. 
Okay. So we'd have a few drinks and, and mix between <laughs> dominoes, and that was a good time. All right. So that's where I we'll, we'll finish up later with where you yeah. know a life goal, but that's that started that interest okay. and that experience. What is Mexican train dominoes? This is I, I laughed like I knew what you were talking about, but I've never heard that term before. Well, it's been a long time, so I'd have to refresh my memory on the rules. But I mean, you place the dominoes, and you basically make a train, and okay. then you shoot off of that. All right. Okay. So Interesting. All right. It was it was really pretty simple. All right. So so our Donnelly that ends, and then what do you do next? Well, I needed a I needed a job. Yeah. And so I went to a small printing company, mm-hmm. and I left my resume. And because I had my education, they yep. granted me an interview. And is this in Texas or back it, in no, Indiana? No, no, still in Houston, okay. Texas. All right. Uh, the Simon Printing Company. Okay. Two, two Jewish brothers okay. own this printing company. Mm-hmm. And I told them, put me in charge of all your people, Yeah. and I'll pay for myself. All right. And they said, done. Okay. So I did process improvement and, Mm -hmm. you know, would bring them things here. I saved us five grand. That's my my, my paycheck this month. So uh, that lasted about a year. Yeah. Uh, And then they said, Ben, I don't think we want to grow. I don't think we want to make any more changes. We just want to hold. Yeah. And I said, well, then maybe I'll just move on and I'll let you guys, you know, run your business without my overhead. Yep. Uh, and so then I, that's really where I started my sales career because okay. I went to out into printing sales and I did that for a year and a half. Okay. My wife at the time wanted to move back home because yep. family was here. Mm-hmm. So she sent in an application for me mm-hmm. to do a Best Corp. Yep. And there's some phone interviews. We came up here and interviewed yep. and do it best hired me as a graphic supervisor. Okay. Uh, and my job was to watch over people yep. that made graphics. That's right. So that's when you and I first met. And there's been a little bit of a through line in the show because Randy Rusk's been on the show. And, okay. And Kim uh, Kim Murphy, formerly Kim Gonzalez, was on the show. So starting to uh, starting to leverage all those Do It Best connections. So how long were you at Do It Best? And, and what did that role look like at the time? Because I know, obviously, Do It Best is a huge company, does you know all sorts of design projects. What, what was that like? And, and how long were you there? I was there almost 14 years. Okay. And I, it was a, it, it is, not was, but I was going to say it was a great opportunity and experience. It is a great company. So, you know, that, that company, we were, we were able to make really good business decisions and see business growth happen and also grow personally. Cause I think you have to grow personally before you can grow professionally. Yep. And do it best corp was a, a place where both could happen and did. Well, great. So then you leave Do It Best, and this is where the story takes a turn, I think. Mm-hmm. And you do something completely different. Now, on this show, you know, it's a marketing podcast, but you've got not only that background, but a very different sales and marketing life now. So talk about the change you made, why you made the change, and, and where that's led you today. My grandpa was a contractor. And so when we were kids, we didn't have a lot of money. So he always, we, Fix our, to fix our house, we'd tear it apart, and he would mm-hmm. come show me how to put it back together. So yeah. I was able to look at things as just a, a bunch of parts and not really a scary thing. Sure. So when we, my wife was, she was a dispatcher, mm-hmm. fire and police dispatcher for 20 years, yep. and they were in the basement for 15 years okay. of her, her time there, and they moved her up to the sixth floor. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden, she's looking out the window because now there's windows. Yeah. And she goes, there's so much happening in Fort Wayne. I'm watching all this mm-hmm. stuff happen. Yeah. 
And I was uh, well, I'm not interested in moving. We just had done this Dave Ramsey thing. Yep. It's perfect. Yeah. Let's just we're gonna hold. And so she she didn't give up. And so we met her cousin, and her cousin's an architect, and he used to be in New York and he lives in West Central. And we went in for a neighborhood walk. Mm-hmm. And he showed me all the different houses and who lived in each house and the history of each house. Yep. And I was so intrigued that someone would know their neighborhood like that. Yeah, sure. Because what other neighborhood had I ever lived in where that yeah. where you had that kind of experience? Sure. It's rare. Yeah. If you walk your dog, you're going to meet other dog walkers. So you're not living in West Central at this time. No, where are you at living at, at this point? In Woodburn. I lived right behind okay. the Do It Best hardware store in Woodburn. Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. So you get you get this new appreciation for West Central and maybe this bug in your ear about, hey, there might be some opportunities. And where does that take you from there? So we bought a house, a very uh, house in terrible condition. Yep. Totally run down. I mean, it took two 20-foot I-beams to even stabilize it. Mm-hmm. Terrible house. And at that time, houses were selling for around $70,000. Mm-hmm. We put $200,000 into that property. Mm-hmm. And me being the money man that I am in spreadsheets, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you could have just knocked it down and built something new probably for less money. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or not have spent it at all. Yeah. That's (laughs) really what I was thinking. Don't spend it at all. So we did this. But as we were working on it, you know, her cousin, the architect, would come over and they're like, no, 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 the eaves go like this. And he would literally draw out Hmm. what the eaves look like and what the trim look like and what the drip edges were. and. And then I started to walk around, and all, and I, and to, to Scott's credit, I started to gain an understanding and appreciation for something that I didn't even see. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I didn't see it. Yeah. I'm a farm kid. Yeah. And now I'm in this historic area, and we're doing this work. Yeah. So what that led to was that led to then understanding the neighborhood's position on historic preservation mm-hmm. and celebration of art and yep. history. And so when you start to meet people and you hear them talk and then you see the evidence of it, all of a sudden you start to go, there's this whole community here that I was intrigued by early yeah. that I'm now gaining a deeper understanding about. Yep. And then when that happens, the guy that was doing home renovations said, hey, I can't get to this project. Do you guys want to do it? And we're like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. So he said, well, I saved it from the city's demo list, mm-hmm. and I need somebody to take this over. Yeah. So we said yes. So now nights and weekends, we're gutting this house. It was horrible inside, of course. And we were able to say, finish saving the house. Okay. We didn't end up doing that house. We ended up selling it. Sure. And somebody else, well, well actually, they haven't done it either. They've come back to us now, kind of full circle now yeah. after a few years. But yet we saved a house, and then all of a sudden we were saving another house mm-hmm. and another house, and 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 I never had really thought about uh, me as a real estate investor. I'm mm-hmm. still a marketing guy, I'm sure. still a corporate marketing guy. Yep. But now we are intrigued by this community development effort, which is really what the interest became over time. Yep. Unknowingly, I just said all of a sudden we're interested in. Our, the the development of our community. Yep. That's what we're interested in. Yep. And after I started saying, well, now I seemingly spending so many hours a week 
houses or I had got on the board right away. So I'm yep. now I'm president of the West Central neighborhood. Yep. And we're meeting with city officials and we're concerned about stakeholders and we're interested in branding and we're interested in all these things. And now I'm also getting up and I'm going to do it best yeah. all day. Yeah. And then I'm coming home and doing that. Yeah. And I just felt like the the lines, I was like, where do, where do, You're where should the lines be? Yeah, yeah. Running out of hours. Yeah. And, but yet I felt this real passion towards real estate and neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. And so I was doodling on my journal because I, I always like my journals, but I'm doodling on my journal, uh, what company name I should put these houses under. Yeah. And so, and that was 2016. So okay. in January, 2016, I created Wally Enterprises. Yep. And I said, that'll be a general name. Who knows what's going to happen? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, January of two of seventeen is when I turned in my resignation with mm-hmm. Do It Best, yep. which was definitely a, a moment of appreciation and tough decision. And then I left there, and I had houses, so we started working on houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally just yeah. left the left the meeting rooms. Yeah. And the next day, with a hammer and yeah. some tools, yeah. said, "I'm going to fix a house." Yeah. I mean, it was that strong. Wow that it just felt like I had to go do this. Yeah. And so we fixed a house and I said, well, we'd like to make some money. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so we started doing a client project. So mm-hmm. bathrooms and this sure. and that. And uh, my handyman, uh, Jack was, a, is a great guy. Still does. We still do some work. And so he and I did client projects together for a few months. And then I realized we'll never get to our own properties yeah. like this. Sure. So that's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> So we closed that down. Yep. And I went back <laughs> next day working on working on our own houses. And yeah. it was about let's see, at the near in two thousand seventeen, now we're getting close to the end of two thousand seventeen, I decided to get my real estate license. Okay. All right. Uh, because I said Tammy, my wife, decided to get the contractor license. Mm-hmm. Because I had mentioned it, but she went and got it. Sure. And so then she says, Are you gonna get it? And I'm like, I don't need to get it. <laughs> you right. have it. There's yeah. no point. Yeah. But the piece that we seemed to really enjoy doing was uh, buying and selling. Okay. And we had bought so many problem properties with tax liens and federal tax liens yeah. and all kinds of So you got an education. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know how to clean up sure. all kinds of liens. Sure. I really wasn't afraid to help somebody else do it. Yeah. Uh, so then that, but we still didn't do a lot in real estate until I ended up at the Northeastern Group. Yep. And I joined them in 2018. Okay, the summer of 18. All right. So, so you went from farming to printing business to uh, do it best to a little bit of sales in there to mm-hmm. contractor and then to real estate. So, let me ask you this: Talk about is is that a hundred percent of your time now? Is as a real estate professional, or are there other facets to to how you're spending your time professionally? Professionally, we are. It is real estate sales and development. All right. So, so talk to me about your organization, if you will, Northeastern Group, Maddox Wally Team. However, you want to frame it. What organization or organizations do you work for, and how does that fit into the big picture of the other entities? The the Maddox Wally Team. I met Melissa Maddox at the Northeastern Group. Yep. And she and I found some commonality and some common ground, both from a, a marketing and approach, and also real estate. Yep. And she's very start very smart real estate agent, and we found that that we seemed to work good together, and decided to form a team. Mm-hmm. 
And it was really just the man, her and I. Yep. And we agreed it'll always be Maddox Wally team. It's not going to be Maddox Wally. Da 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 sure. da. Sure. Uh, always be Maddox Wally team. And you know she had sales, but as a first year agent, mm-hmm. she said, "Well, you can help me with sales." And but I brought a. I think I sold almost five million in real estate sales that mm-hmm. year. So mm-hmm. now we're really busy. Yeah. Sure. And we had Angie and Robert also came on board. We had two agents, so now we're growing. Yep. And we're still busy. And so this here just a few months ago, we added Dominic and Nate. Mm-hmm. So now we're a six-person team. And we fed our, when Tammy and I, my wife and I did a house, We our house is typically sold for really good money because yeah. she staged them. She did interior design. Sure. And now we had some clients' houses. They really weren't selling as well, mm-hmm. and we felt like we needed to have them staged. Yep. Tammy came in, and every time she stages them, we sell them within three days. Mm-hmm. So now she's part of the team in a professional services capacity. Yep. So the, it is real estate sales. Now, Wally Enterprises still own some properties. Yep. We have rentals. We do property management. Sure. You know, Melissa does property management. So we do kind of the full realm of investing, property management, rehab, and sale, plus new construction. We handle a lot of new construction. Everything fits under that Maddox Wally team sales umbrella. Got it. Got it. So your background in marketing and sales, how does that integrate with your work as a real estate professional? In other words, you know, we've on this show we've had the good fortune of talking to people from a lot of different walks of life, but we haven't really talked to someone about in the real estate realm and what marketing and sales is in that environment. So give us your philosophy, if you will, 20,000 foot view of what's marketing and sales all about in the real estate world. With real estate, it's super important to call out the features of the home and mm-hmm. talk about the value of the home yeah. and then create marketing pieces about that property yeah, and push those marketing pieces through the right channels to connect with the right audience. Okay. And you need professional photography. You need video. You mm-hmm. need brand. Mm-hmm. Brand is so critical. So all of our signs, they all follow the same branding. We're on Facebook a lot. We're on TV commercials. Yep. Our faces have to be out there. Sure, sure. Because um, ultimately it's a relationship business, right? People are going is. to choose to work with someone who they believe to be competent, but also who they are going to enjoy working with. They're going to not only find them credible, but they're going to choose people they trust one way or the other. All that is very important. Yeah. We also market to other real estate agents. Okay. Not all agents do that. Sure. Um, but that's something that we feel is another channel, an important so channel. So why do you decide to do that when others may not? Or, or or why is that a priority for you and it may not be for others? There's 1,600 real estate agents yeah. in Allen County. Yeah. And, <laughs> there's and 200 only, houses there's in There's only inventory. 200 houses. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you do the math. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just important. Uh, real estate is a, a relationship business, whether mm-hmm. it's the title company or, or the lender or the other agent, another agent. I mean, it's so important. Yeah. To do that, uh, one thing I want to touch on, you know, during you know, Do It Best was very, um, I think, forward-looking and from a personal development standpoint, and did handle their own personal development, but also encouraged us to go out. Yep. And you know, with and while I worked at Do It Best, you know, I w- I graduated from Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Dale Carnegie. Yep. And I also took a class, a five. It was a five-day class with attorneys and became a certified mediator. Okay. And I had no interest in family law, yeah. still don't. Sure. But yet the mediation, how to find common ground, mm-hmm. 
Toastmasters, how to present. Dale yep. Carnegie, how to listen. Sure. That's where I learned to listen. Sure. Uh, those things all go together, and I think those translate well for whatever you do in sure. whatever industry you are. Sure. So you're an advocate for that type of short-term training on a specific skill. Build your build your credentials, especially in areas that are going to transfer regardless of which industry you're in. Yes. Yeah. All right. So so what about some of the things that you used to you used to do full time? Um, you know, you you were one. We were at one point a full time graphic designer. Does any of that come into play today? Or are you like I'm out of that business? I'm going to rely on other people to do that work. I yeah. I design. I, so I have a graphic artist that that we would hire. Yeah, my, sure. But my brother still. My brother runs my dad's printing company okay. now. All right. The youngest brother. Sure. So I go to him. Yep. And I'll stand there, and I'll go, no, I want this, I want that, da 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 A little bit of armchair quarterbacking. Sure, sure. But once we get done, we're done. And yeah. so he's he's good. I get to see him, he gets to see me, so yeah. it's all good. Um, and so that's how that works now. All right. So in, in one other question about sort of the, the structure of, of how you do your work, you've got the Maddox-Wally team, but you're part of Northeastern Group. How does that work together? In other words, what do you look for Northeastern Group for in terms of resources, in terms of, of expertise? Where does that fit into the work you do? No, that's a great question. When you become a new real estate agent, you are required to have a managing broker for two years. Mm-hmm. So it's a requ- it starts out as a requirement. Yep. So the Northeastern Group is very solid. It has about 100 agents. Mm-hmm. And other agents at the Northeastern Group average about $4 million a year in sales value. Okay. Your typical agent would be 800000 Wow. Okay. So there's a disparity sure. there. Sure, sure. Uh, the um, A managing broker in the Northeastern Group I like a lot, and I'll talk a little bit of specifically about them. But A managing broker, the services they provide, one is just building office space, mm-hmm. presence, yep. brand, secretary, sure. document control, and then also the title companies. Because when a deal gets closed, all that money goes into the managing mm-hmm. broker. The managing broker then pays out commissions. Got it. Got it. So that's the role that they play. Okay. They have an attorney. They have sure. expertise. So there's some intellectual capital Got it. that you tie into. Got it. Got it. Now, the Northeastern Group, why I felt strongly yeah. about them, one, the culture is not one of a, let's let's uh, have all the salespeople compete against each other. Sure. They actually have joint training sessions. Okay. And also, they understand co-branding. Yep. So some agencies, you just see their name, but mm-hmm. you don't see the agent's name. Yeah, and it's it's both. Mm-hmm. Ben Wally has a brand. Melissa Maddox yep. has a brand. But together we're the Maddox Wally team. That's super important. Yeah, and we want our name pretty big. Yep, and then we also proudly show the Northeastern Group. Sure, but if it was all just managing broker and not us. It's we're not employees. We're still sure. It's still that relationship and that branding piece yep. has to work. Yeah, and I feel like that they have the best mix of that. All right. Well, great. Well, Ben, one of the most interesting things I think because of the different facets of the work you do and, and where I want to spend a little bit of time is on different projects you're working on. And the way I explain this to people is what keeps you up at night? What gets you excited to get out of bed in the morning? Maybe what's a little bit of both? Because you've got the role you serve with the West Central with Historic West Central. You've got the role you play as, you know, a, a real estate professional. You also you know, the development work you're doing. What are the projects right now that are the the big rocks that you're trying to move, the things that are maybe most on your mind that might be compelling to the the listeners here? 
Sure. Uh, what we have found is, you know, because of the housing shortage and people want to live downtown, mm -hmm. there just aren't enough homes. And about 80% sell off market mm -hmm. downtown Okay. for a variety of reasons. Yep. What we've done is we've acquired some homes and we have created what we would call a design book, a concept book to mm -hmm. show you here's kitchen cabinets, here's the fancy appliances, here's mm -hmm. the tile selections, the faucets. And we've decided to put them up as a design build. Okay. And so we're launching four properties here later this week. I think one went live today. But okay. There's three more to come on board. And we're launching those. Uh, we've already sold one already on Wilt Street. We have Garden Street, which is the gateway to Fort Wayne. Yep. We've done a lot of development work on Garden Street. That's continuing. Okay. And around the corner on Jones Street, which faces the Electric Works. Building. Okay. All right. So that is a it, it's a it's a development project, but it's also a marketing project because you got to get the word out about this stuff. So, if people were interested in learning more about those properties, is there a place yet where they can go to see what's out there? How would people connect with that? Uh, the Zillow is probably the ZillowRealtor.com. Yep. It'll all be out there okay. on the properties. They did a search on West Central. Yep. We are working on a website. Don't yep. have that website live yet. Yep. Sure. I would love to have that in place. Sure. Uh, they can call us. You know, we have a, a system phone number, which is our 366-4808 yep. phone number. They can call and talk to anybody in the team. Uh, and we'll sit down and meet with them and show them how all of it works. It's very similar to a new build yep. construction job. Yeah. Where you, instead of buying the lot, you're actually buying the lot in the house. Yep. And then all the improvements are line listed. Got it. And we would work with them, would work with the buyer to pick those. So you're trying to make it kind of one-stop shop turnkey that it's it's a um, customized experience, but without the hassle that comes with doing all that by yourself. Is that a fair restatement? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and it gets it gets the buyer what they want. Yeah. So you know, maybe 20 years ago, a buyer may buy an old house mm -hmm. and take 10 years restoring the door, or yeah. restoring this, or restoring that. Sure. That's not today's buyer. Yeah. Today's buyer's busy. Yep. They have a lot going on, and they really want to know that the electrical's new, the plumbing's new, everything's yep. new. Yeah. Okay. And that's what they're able to get. All right. Well, that's great. So, so something I want to talk about other things that are on your mind, but one thing you've mentioned a couple times, so I'll jump to it, is electric works, and obviously, you know. That's, that's not a project that's solely yours, of course, but you've had some involvement in it. Tell us a little bit about what your involvement has been and, and what you see coming with Electric Works. So as just being part of the neighborhood and when Electric Works, they came to us and said, hey, we want to do this project. And we talked about the facets of it and we yep. talked about where it would be. Part of the development, there's a little bit of north of the tracks development mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we had a concern about. Yeah. And I mean, I went to North Carolina for a trip, but we went by and saw the American Tobacco Plant, mm -hmm. saw it three years later, yeah, and then did some research on that neighborhood in Durham and looked at that case study, which is a great case study for Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. They got a ballpark downtown. They had some businesses come in. They did an electric works type project. They had yeah. more businesses come in. And we looked at that, and that that's what really got us on board to support electric works. Mm -hmm. And so the signs support electric works, signs that yep. went out. Uh, Tyler on the on the board developed yep. those. Okay, uh, we've been plenty of uh, times on the news and in sure. articles. Sure. And, yep. and anybody said, "Hey, would you talk about Electric Works?" We we're like, "Absolutely, sure. we'll talk about it." Sure. Uh, so we are Electric Works is going to bring. I mean, I think that number was three hundred and eighty-seven million dollars of economic impact. Yeah, the jobs. It's a destination. 
Uh, so that's we are all about electric quirks. We are big fans of the developers. We're big fans of the project. We like their vision for tenants. Yep. That's important. Yeah. That the right tenants are in there for the right culture and the right success. So we're really excited about it. Oh, great. So you've got your um, redevelopment of some houses downtown. You've got Electric Works. What are other, some of the other big projects that are on your mind these days? We were able to buy, uh, Melissa and I, she had some investors. And so we formed a development company called WMW Development, mm-hmm. Walburn Maddox Wally Development. Mm-hmm. And we bought the Hackett House, 801 Westbury. Yep. The house was built in 1884. Uh, the publisher at the time uh, had Wing and Muharin design it, which has designed different buildings in Fort Wayne. And then when he died in 1916, the building has gone through a lot of changes since sure. then. Sure, Vacant for over 25 years. We were able to purchase that property and just recently received state approval for the architectural and structural design Okay. Of the project. And this is right at Barry and Van Buren, correct? Yeah, that right, yes. yeah. right across from the new hospital. Okay, so so what's the vision for that property? What do you hope it will become, and, and when do you see that happening? Not locking you into a timeline, no, no, but just No, no, that's curious. okay. Yeah. Uh, five luxury condos. Yep. Uh, we have a meeting tomorrow with the building commissioner. To kind mm-hmm. of just as a little kickoff meeting. Yep. And we expect it'll take us about 18 months okay. to finish all five units. And, and there's some interesting facets and history of that building there was a there was a music video that was shot there correct a number of years ago yes and yeah. and, and who was the group and and what was the video do you remember yeah in 2018 yeah. so we've been at this for a few years sure, to save sure. this building the yeah. historic preservationist in us uh i had a call for, it was a northeastern group agent and yeah. she put out uh, actually on a facebook thread with for the group looking for a place to shoot a music video. And I saw it, and I was busy, and I yeah, just, eh, and sure. then she did it again and again. Yeah. So I reached out to her. Well, my phone rings a Saturday morning, and it was George Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who George is sure. at that time. But he says, hey, I do all these Christian music videos, yeah. and we have this band coming in. Yeah. So I said, well, I have three questions. What's the location <laughs> fee? Yeah. What's the name of the band? Yeah. And when? Yeah. And he goes, Ben, there's no location fee. He goes, you might have heard of the band. It's The Guess Who. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he said, we want to shoot on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I mean, it was like days away. Oh, wow. Okay. So I said, okay. So we got all excited about it and did some clean out because the building really wasn't ready for anything. It was just this dilapidated building. Yeah. So we cleaned up some brick walls. We took out some walls. We made up some area, took out trash. And they came in the night before, and we were there till probably 11 o'clock, kind of walking through. And then the next morning, I mean, it was just like people descended from everywhere. Detroit, <laughs> so New they, York, they weren't in town. They came in town no. exclusively to shoot this video. Yeah. Why did they choose Fort Wayne? Do you know? Well, the guest who was going to be at the Follinger Theater. Ah, got it. And okay. George Johnson is a Fort Wayne guy. Got it. Got it. And okay. I think he lives here. All right. Okay. So they just yeah. put all this together. So, you know, we stayed there the whole, I stayed there the whole time. Why oh, not? Sure. Yeah. Right? And then How the band comes in at that? five yeah. o'clock. Yeah. So I have pictures and I had a guitar because I was, yeah. I had them all sign a guitar. Nice. Nice. Uh, so it was just, it was, uh, it was just a neat experience. Yeah. Uh, George put our, my Tammy and I's name is associate producers at the end of the video. <laughs> nice. nice. The one time ever yeah. that will ever happen. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, but it was a fun, it was a fun experience. Yeah. Well, great. So, so anything else, any other major projects that you're working on? That's, that's plenty for sure. But what, what else is, uh, is big for you right now? Anything? 
We are, you know, just from a community development area, we are looking forward as to what's the next area. Yeah. So working on that. And then, the, you know, as our main focus is the sales team, mm-hmm. how do we make the sales team better? Sure. You know, just what's the infrastructure looks like? What is scalability? Yeah. And with the housing shortage, we're having builders start to come to us. Mm-hmm that want to do developments yep. and they're looking for a strong marketing team that understands branding to represent sure. them. Yep. So we've had a third or fourth meeting here recently with a builder and that's the third or fourth builder that's come to us with oh, a wow. discussion about it. So yeah. don't have anything nailed down sure. yet, but now those conversations are happening. So we're looking forward to see what that might look like. All right. Well, plenty going on and, and plenty of ground covered, but I want to close with a few quick questions and these are sort of variants of the questions we've already talked about but one of the things I like to ask people especially those who have had interesting and sort of twists and turns on their career paths what's your one best piece of career advice whether it's someone just getting started in their career someone who maybe is looking to make a career change like the one you made someone who's interested maybe in some degree of entrepreneurship what would you say to someone if they asked you for advice on how to build a successful career I would ask them what their passion is for. Mm-hmm. What are they passionate about? Mm-hmm. If they don't know, go do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I went and had that computer programming degree, I went and did something. Yeah. I learned it really. I wasn't passionate about it at all. Yeah, sure. But it served me well. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Now I have this IT piece to me. Yeah. And once you do that, keep learning and keep doing. And then you find you'll see opportunities to take a few different things that you've known or you've done. Yep. And find a role where you can utilize more than one of those. All right. Really good advice. So when it comes to your organization, you know, obviously there's a lot of competition right now in the real estate space. If somebody were to ask you, you know, tell me about the Maddox Wally team or tell me about Northeastern Group and and why would I want to work with you as opposed to someone down the road, what would you say to that? We are service first money second Mm -hmm. and our team preaches it and we talk a lot about it in our team meetings because it shouldn't matter what the value of the deal is to the level of service we're going to provide yep and we have found that once you take that piece off and you don't worry about the dollars and you're focused on your client and how we're going to best serve them that that's where the success is. All right. And that's why we believe we keep getting multiple referrals from our clients. All right. And, and that means you have to be pretty selective when you bring people on your team because you, you're going to have to choose folks who have that same mindset, who can build the brand in that way. And that's obviously a different animal than the average person on the average street. Yes, yes. So the interview process is quite lengthy. Yeah, all right. So then the last question, you know, and this has something to do with the environment we've been in for the last 10 months. There's a lot of challenges out there. There's a lot of folks who are going through difficult times one way or the other. There's a lot of people who are, you know, muddling through in a very different world than the world they knew in 2019 or even the beginning of 2020. So when it comes to that perseverance piece, when it comes to that optimism piece, if somebody said, you know, hey, I'm kind of struggling right now, um, you're doing well, what what might you tell them in terms of, you know, sort of bolstering them, building them up and giving them a, a, an opportunity to be a little bit more optimistic about the future? Well, Elon Musk, Elon said one time, he said, you have to work 100 hours or 120 hours a week to be successful. Mm-hmm. And there's times where you have to put your head down and mm-hmm. you just have to keep working. Yeah. And that doesn't sound very glamorous because <laughs> sometimes it's not. Yeah. But that's uh, that's what I believe is is true. You have to work very uh, work very hard. Yeah. And and listen. 
Yeah, I think listening is super important. Yeah, well, especially in today's environment where everyone's kind of shouting over each other, it's never been more valuable. So um, really some wisdom there. And, and yeah, there's something to be said for the harder you work, the more lucky you get eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the insight. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your background. As a busy person who has to work hard, I'm going to let you off the hook here, and we're going to give you back to all the different things you put your time and effort into. But thanks again for being with us, and thanks to everyone who took the opportunity to listen to this episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then. Thanks. Thank you, Anthony.